This is the Fly Moto 60 Show. Presented by Maxxis Tires, Pro Taper, and Get Data. On PulpMX.com. Taking your calls and looking ahead to the races. With your host, Steve Mathis. Yeah, welcome everybody. The Fly Racing Moto 60 Show is live. It's Thursday, June 17th, 11 a.m. Pacific Time. And High Point coming up this weekend, round three of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championships. Lots to talk about when it comes to this round. So, Troll Train on Monday basically said that J-Mart's racing. We'll dive into that and more uh, with Jason Thomas and Justin Brayton here on the show. Yeah, that's right, JB10. Wygant gave him permission to come on, and uh, so he's coming on to talk about the Nationals. You know he's following it. You know he watches it all. Got some really cool things to give away today on the show. Thanks to the folks at Fly Racing. We're going to give away a Matt Black Formula CC helmet. This was introduced this year in 2021. We're going to give that away to a lucky caller. And some FMF goggles from the folks at FMF Vision who uh, have Zach Osborne running their goggle, among other riders. The uh, uh, Savachi and Bogle as well over there. So thanks to um, those guys for giving away goggles. Thanks to Fly Racing for the uh, helmet. Thanks to Fly Racing at all for sponsoring the show. Go to your local dealer or a guy like Motorsport and check out their latest and greatest from Fly Racing, uh, flyracing.com. 2021 sees their Formula CC helmet, the introduction of that. Uh, their Zone Pro goggle is a big push from those guys. The all-new light pant. They got no zippers, just boa on the front. Kind of neat, right? Flyracing.com. For more information on that, get Pro Taper, FMF Vision, Maxis all on board with us. Thanks to the folks at Maxis, the, S- the SGB Maxis team of A-Ray. Rod Bell, Jeremy Smith, he's hurt right now. Jordan Jarvis is racing at some point. Using Maxxis tires, MXSTs developed by Jeremy McGrath and used by those guys. Great mountain bike tires as well. Great uh, trailer tires, SUV tires, light truck tires. Did I say that? I might have. Uh, Maxxis.com for more information on that. Thanks, Thank you to those guys for uh, stepping up and helping us. Also, thanks to the folks at Pro Taper. Whether it's Rockstar Husky, whether it's the complete star racing Yamaha guys, Pro Taper's got you covered uh, on your bike. Sprockets, bars, uh, they got the Sella device, uh, which is the self-engaged launch assist program. ProTaper.com, since they started uh, making bars back in 1991 when they created the first oversized handlebar design, uh, the now unconventional concept has since become the industry standard appearing on all modern production bikes. So the guys at ProTaper, great products and great company. And uh, so please use uh, ProTaper if you can. Thanks to Maxis, FMF Vision, Get, and Athena, and uh, and more for coming on the show. 702 586-7857. If you want to talk some moto, go ahead and do that. Eli Tomac, big weekend for him this coming up. Uh, I mean, look, I said Lakewood was big. This one is too. Um, I mean, I have my doubts. I really do. I, I've been on the record as saying that. But eh, meh, maybe. Maybe they found something in the uh, off weekend. I don't know. There's another off weekend next week as well, of course, with the uh, the, the movement of the Southwick National. So, we got Tomac questions. We got Kenny Rocks and stuff. Going to really dive into Rocks and stuff with uh, JB because he knows him well and uh, he knows what's going on. So, I'll get into that. Uh, Hunter Lawrence, Jet Lawrence, Justin Cooper, all going to talk some 250s as well. Taking your calls over there, holding things down. The tit. Oh. Travis Marks. How dare you? Uh, what's up, man? How dare you? Come- what was the joke I made last time about uh, being a real producer in this chair or something again? Should I just do that again? Yeah. Okay. We'll do that again. I'm sorry for not showing up an hour early, by the way. Yeah. Really slacking. It's ridiculous. Uh, what do you think of Tits not getting the Manscaped? That's, that's, uh, he's not happy. <laughs> well, listen, you go to Lake Powell and in an opportune moment, that's, that's on you. Yeah. No one's going to feel bad for you uh, as you're out at the lake. Right. Absolutely. You know what? So he slacks. He doesn't get a Manscaped and uh, Talon gets it. So sucks to suck. Yep. Absolutely. Let's get Jason Thomas on the line if we can and, uh, and, and, um, get him talking about high point and of course 702-586-7857 if you have a question about the nationals we're giving away that formula cc helmet giving away fmf goggles as well and uh uh, we'll we'll get into that and more so jmart racing is big i wonder i mean look 
I, I don't know. Like, I figure I know he needs a ride. I know he uh, he says he needs a ride and all this, but you got to figure just go get fixed. Come back for Supercross Star Racing. will probably hire you again. He's gonna he's gonna try to limp through the outdoors with uh, this wrist injury, with a shoulder injury, and try to do what? He's already a bunch of points down. I don't get it. Um, you know, maybe he can pull it off, but dude, you need to be pretty damn good to to beat the uh, uh, Jet Lawrence and Justin Cooper guys and all that. So I don't know. I'm not a fan of this move. If I'm J Mart, I go get fixed. I know he doesn't have a contract and all that, but just. You know, he's a bad dude. Uh, we know if he gets healthy, he can be a title contender indoors and out. So I don't know. I'm not a fan of this move, but we'll, we'll talk to Brayton about it. We'll talk to JT about it um, and more. Uh, we'll get into high point here. Fly Racing Zone, Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? Not too much. What's happening? Massive disappointment this morning. The Swedish GP uh, canceled for the second year in a row. I'd already booked my tickets. I'd already been upgraded, JT. Very sad moment. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to go to either the one before it or after it. I'm kind of waiting on info and your choice. Um, so, I'm, yeah, I've been to this one before, so I'm all right with it. I mean, I'm, I'm, well, I was really looking forward to it, no doubt, but uh, I feel like wherever we end up going will be a great time. Uh, please hit me up on Twitter, at PulpMX. Tell me if I should go to Latvia or Finland. I'm lean in Finland. Because I've been to Latvia. Latvia is a great you've track. Been to Finland, you've been to Finland before too, but not Finland GP. Well, yeah, they've never had one. But well, they've had one. They had one, but no, they have not. You, Finland's never had a GP. Not at the Kimi Ring, no. Oh, okay, yeah, but Finland's had GPs before. Okay. So, um, so I'm looking. You know, I, I, I've, I don't know. I feel like I've already been to Latvia track. I've already been to Latvia. It's a great country, though. That's cool. That was Riga is a really cool city. Um, yep. and everything else. So hit me up on Twitter. Let me know, because when's Latvia? Latvia is the weekend before, and then Finland is the weekend after we were planning on going. Right, so it all works out around that time. So yeah. um, uh, play, hit me up, people. Let me know what you think I should do. Um, all right, JT, high point this weekend. We need the weather. We need the weather update. Still looking at like 60% chance of rain. Uh, pretty significant chance of rain Friday night, and then uh, like afternoon thunderstorms on Saturday. So... Yeah, I mean, most likely Weege will win out because he always wins out. But the weather is certainly saying we, we could see some rain. Well, what would High Point be without some rain, right? Yeah, yeah, that's a, <laughs> that's a fact. I feel like I have historical data on my side, but Weege has just Weege on his side. Right. Uh, we did a re-raceables, uh, High Point 97. One of our categories, of course, is always where is Jason Thomas, where's JT for this race? And you were drowning in mud. I was. Uh, so funny story about that race. The first lap of the first moto, I went off the track and this section doesn't exist anymore. Uh, but it, it used to be this huge area of trees and shrubbery. And like, there was actually some water on this day down at the bottom. I went off the track and went down into this hole and got stuck. And I sat there the entire race, uh, while they, you know, they got a yeah. uh, four wheeler and they'd finally dragged me out and I finally got out and I rode around and I got the checkered flag. That's how long I was there. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, the second moto sucked, and I was actually right near the area where Bradshaw passes Larry Ward for the lead. Uh, I actually got to see that in person as I was trying to get out of their way. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, just a horrific day. Um, so our, one of our debates on the podcast was whether Ty Birdwell did more laps than you. Um, I think he did. I think on he did. On that day, I mean, if, if, he finished, what, if he finished both motos, he did No, he did not finish either moto. Okay. But uh, well, I only did I only did like a lap and a half of the first moto, yeah. And then I did all the laps in second moto. Uh, if you did all the laps in the second moto, you probably have him covered because I, I believe he was out early in both motos. <laughs> so, okay, all right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so a uh, real, real, real shitty day. Um, so we may get some weather this weekend. High point. Did you see the uh, the board turners back? A uh, different spot, but it's back. Yeah, I mean it's it's a nice uh, little throwback. I was uh, I was hoping they were doing the exact same thing, but. Yeah, the start kind of bends in a different direction, and that straightaway comes around in a different area. But yeah. um, I like the nostalgic stuff like yeah. that. You know, I, I hated to see, you know, Bradshaw Boulevard get changed. And, and I think the changes over the years have been for the positives. But, I mean, some of the historical things about this series, I hate to see them go away and never come back. Yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a progressive guy. Like, I like triple crowns. I like changing the length of the main events from 20 laps to 20 minutes. Uh I like looking at the future and trying to do things like Canada is experimenting with three 15-minute motos at a round this year. 
yep. I, I like that kind of stuff. But I also, yeah, le- some stuff is historical. Like, leave it. You know what I mean? Uh, it's it, Southwick it hasn't changed much. I like that. Uh, you know, I like that. Like the board turn at high point. I like to start being in the original start positions and not being changed every single time around. You know, so yeah, I'm I'm kind of like both ways a little bit that way. As far as uh, let's try some stuff, let's do look to the future, but at the same time, let's not forget where we came from. Right. I think uh, I think there are going to be a lot of younger riders that are wondering what the hell that corner is doing there and why is there wood <laughs> on the outside of it. Yeah, really right. Um, but I think those that have been around for a minute are going to appreciate it. Uh, 702-586-PULP. Give us a call. Let's talk some high point. So we kind of got some news on Monday's show. You were in for Pulp Show. Troll Train basically dropped it that J-Mart is going to continue to race. Um, I- I'm not really a fan. Like, first of all, he's a moto down. Uh, second of all, he's gonna he's got a shoulder injury and a wrist injury. He's got two things he's dealing with. Like, I'm just uh, – I don't know, J-Mart. Go get fixed. I know he, he told me at Paula, I don't have a contract, man. You know, I, I'm riding for a ride. But still, come on. Yeah, and you know, it depends on how dramatic you want to take that. Um, if you want me to believe that he would not get a ride in the 250 class for next year, right. uh, I, yeah. I will not yeah. believe that. Uh, but, you know, the details could be significant. You know, how much he gets paid and could he get a 450 deal guaranteed on the back of that? And there, there are lots of things in there which I would probably agree with that he, he is riding for. Um, and, and mostly I just think the series is better with him in it. You know, the, yeah. the more protagonists we have at the top for the better, you know, because guys that we expected to be there just aren't there. You know, Forkner's not there. McAdoo's out. Um, you know, there are just a lot of guys that we expected to be racing for wins that don't look like they're, they're either able to health-wise or are prepared to. But do you not think Forkner will get better? I hope so. I don't know. Oh, I, really? I, mean, I, I do. I history, feel like. History would tell us yes. Yeah. But I haven't seen really anything from him over four motos to suggest that. Well, I haven't either, but I do feel like he'll get better and get in the mix. But I don't know how – I mean, how can – you know, the Jet and Hunter and Cooper, I don't know how Jeremy can race with those guys, you know, being hurt and being banged up. I mean, I guess – I don't know. Yeah, I guess it depends on how bad it was, you know. But it was bad enough that he, you know, couldn't ride the second uh, – couldn't, couldn't keep riding the second moto. So Yeah, and, uh, and I think, you know, when you have – this was always the concern we are doing the previews and stuff, right, is would he be – able to withstand any sort of tip over, you know, because a, a normal crash when you're healthy would be no big deal. But when you're injured or you have, you know, a cracked bone in your wrist or whatever's going on, those tip overs are really painful and they, they take time to get the pain down and the swelling down and all those things back into working order. So it could be one of those things where nothing really changed. You know, the injury is what it already was. And yeah, it sucked and it hurt and he couldn't ride because it, you know, that impact made it, the swelling go way up. But Ten days later, we're sitting here, and he's right back in the same boat that he was. So if that's the case and there's really been no physical change, then I get it. You know, you DNF one moto, but clearly in the physical shape you were in, you're, you're capable of winning. Yeah, so if, yeah. if that's the situation, then I kind of get it. Yeah, yeah, I guess we'll see. It's hard to make up those points, but, hey, you never know. It's a long series. Lots of shit yeah. can happen. Yeah, I don't know that, you know, I don't think Justin Cooper's going to go on a run and rip off a bunch yeah. of moto wins. I just don't think that's going to happen. You know, I think Jet will have some sort of adversity. You know, for a 17-year-old to just be perfect for 24 motos is a lot to ask, and we just haven't seen that very often. Even Mm -hmm. James Stewart wasn't really able to do that very often. So I think, you know, he's been great so far, but is he going to have a crash? Is he going to have, you know, a moment where his inexperience and immaturity shines through? It's yet to be seen. But if I'm J-Mart, I'm looking at these variables and thinking it's, it's possible, right? Anything's possible, especially if you just start winning. Like, if you're winning more times than not, those things kind of sort themselves out. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, Fly Racing, of course. Uh, please check those guys out at your local dealer. Go to Motorsport, guys, and um, check them out. Also, I want to thank the folks at uh, FMF Vision. FMF Racing was born from a desire to outperform and go faster. For nearly 50 years, FMF Racing has been leading in the pursuit of precision, power, and speed. They now expand into vision offering, offering a full range of performance goggles. Uh, welcome to the power of sight. Give them a follow on Instagram at FMF Vision. We're giving a pair of these away. Uh, Savachi and Bogle running them as well as Zach Osborne, who, JT, I don't look for Zacho to be racing this weekend. I think, uh, I think that back injury that saw him uh, pull out of uh, Lakewood, both motos, uh, will, will be uh, a detriment to the rest of his season for him. Yeah, I mean, it, it's certainly not looking good. I haven't been uh, been told anything official, but, um, it just, you know, I don't think he's really been riding any 
And, man, it just looks like the riding is on the wall that it's going to be a rough summer. Yeah. Um, you know what? Dean Wilson got to ride one moto with a number one plate, if you remember, with his shoulder um, back in the day when he was the defending champion. At least Saka will have some other motos uh, with number one, more than more than one, right? You know what I mean? So. Yeah, it's got to be a bummer. I mean, you know, Supercross didn't go so well injury-wise, and then, you know, this is a, a season where you're just going to remember forever. You know, you're going to have all these – this memorabilia and stuff with number one plate, and at least he had 250 titles that he's always going to remember. But oh yeah, um, it's just been it's been a rough go injury wise for Zach over the last little while. Yeah, absolutely. Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. We got some uh, phone calls. Let's get to them. Ratcliffe, what's up, man? You got a J Mark question? I got a J Mark question. All yeah, right. go ahead. Bigger motivator for J Mark to keep racing is it to get back on the star racing Yamaha next year or? To beat Justin Cooper. Well, J-Mart hates every teammate he's ever had. So yes, he does. Not specifically Cooper, uh, all of them. So um, I, I will go with the – he wants to get back on a star bike. Um, I think he knows how good they are in that class and everything else. So uh, I'll go with star bike. JT, what do you think? Yeah, I think, you know, after three motos, I, I would say that J-Mart kind of already proved that he would he could beat him. So if, if they're just – if he's just looking for something like who's better, I, I think – he kind of showed that he was capable of, of beating Justin Cooper already. Yep. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, there's, you know, the the difference between well, they're letting me ride the bike again and coming off of a title is probably a couple hundred grand, you know, at least. Uh, so I, I would I would be battling for that, right? And I think for him, he's he's wanted this 450 thing to happen for quite a while now, and I think a title would help him get a year of 450s guaranteed somewhere along the line, too. I wonder if J-Mart's made the most money of any 250-only rider in the history of the sport. A good question. He might have. He might be up there. To never race a 450? Yeah, yeah. A 250 guy, guy's never count? jumped up, right? So you're saying, because he did race those those 450 races. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Daytona right, or whatever. He was, count, you know, he was yeah. contracted as a 250 guy. So Yeah, I would yeah. I would think it's probably, probably so. Yeah, he's up there. Thanks for the call, Ratcliffe. Thank you. All right, thanks, guys. Thanks. Uh, Mike Brown, maybe? Yeah, good point. Yeah, Brownie. Steve, what's up, man? Hey, how you guys doing today? Good. Hey, is there any talk uh, of a replacement rider on Mitch's team? I talked to Mitch about this after Lakewood. Uh, obviously, uh, Ramit is out for the season. And Hammaker, uh, JT, I mean, they were saying in the press release, like, you know, he'll be fine for high point. I, I don't see how that is possible. Uh, I, I tried to text somebody for an update. I haven't heard back, but... I would think Hammaker JT is um he's not or actually I just heard he's not racing um this weekend. So Mitch told me Steve that uh he was going to know more after he knew about Seth. So I think they would get a fill in. I do think they would get a fill in and why not JT go back to Mitchell Harrison? Yeah, that to me seems really obvious as far as the pick goes. Um yeah, I don't know the politics or situations or anything right. but I thought Mitchell Harrison really stepped up last year. I mean, he was delivering top fives in motos and stuff. Yeah. To me, that's just an easy plug and play. Yeah, I, I wouldn't see. I would be surprised to see Harrison go back there, Steve. Um, but yeah, he it, just he just it, needed it, one guy. Mitch said if he if he lost Hammaker and McAdoo, he would need one guy. Not he wouldn't fill both spots. So. Yeah. Why do you think a, a guy like Mitchell Harrison has, hasn't been picked up by like one of these smaller teams? You know, because, I mean, he, he seems really fast. Yeah, he, he can be. I just, you know, there's not a lot of incentive for the teams to ride the outdoors and get guys, pick up guys, so everybody's kind of yeah. set, right? And Mitchell Harrison probably doesn't want to go and do it like uh, privateerish. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, Oldenburg, yeah I, do. I do. Oldenburg's another guy, JT. Would you, would you look at Oldenburg? I mean, it's certainly possible. You know, the only question I would have is, has Oldenburg pre- been preparing for outdoors? Um, you know, that's a, that's a pretty big variable in this, right? If you just call Oldenburg up and he hasn't really been riding, then no, you know, that's not a good option because he's yeah. just going to go out there and flounder around where I would, I would think that Harrison would be preparing because this, this possibility seems to always come up. And if you're the, if you're the first alternate, you're going to get a call pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh, good question, Steve. You yeah. want a pair of FMF goggles? Sure. That'd be great. Hey, one observation. Sure. How did that gas gas guy not get hurt? in the 250 at uh, Russia when he got hit in the head with that oh, peg. Oh, yeah. Um, um, that was insane. Right. Who was that? It was um, uh, Isaac Gifting. I yeah, can't remember the Swedish name. guy. Yeah, Swedish guy. Yeah. He was fine, right, JT? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, just 
yeah, luck. I mean, really, other than, other than that, it could have been much, much worse. Yeah. Um, stay on the line, Steve. We'll get you the, those FMF goggles, all right? Great. Thank you. All right. Thank you, man. Thanks for calling. Fly Race and Moto Sticky Show with Jason Thomas. we got Brayton coming on after you, JT. So big, nice. Big, yeah, big, I heard big, you hanging around with that. Big fill-in. Uh, Nathan's on three. Nate, what's up, man? Hey, thanks for taking my call. Uh, question kind of inspired by JT's recent summary of the MXGP. I thought that article was really good that you had on MX Vice. So Thanks. for High Point, I'm curious, do you think it'll be in the 450 class an American on top of the box or somebody that doesn't come from America, just given how that track kind of has a little bit of a European feel? You know, I think it's going to be uh, a foreign rider because if you look at who's really riding well right now, uh, you know, Ferrandis and Roxon seem to be the best two. And then when you couple in – uh, guys like Muscan and some of these other guys that haven't been riding well that could, they ride this track very well. I think the odds lean towards those guys. Um, you know, certainly we have our, our fair share of talent as well, but, um, yeah, I haven't really seen any reason to go away from either Roxon or Ferrandis would be my first two, and then you start to bring in some of the other guys that could make it happen as well. Yeah, like Muscan rides great there, right? And, and yep. he's been off the pace, but I wouldn't be surprised to see him on the podium this weekend. Um, and maybe a win. So, yeah, I, I agree. Um, hey, thanks, guys. Thanks, Nate. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, it's uh, interesting right now to, to think about that 450 class a little bit and seeing the, uh, you know, we're, 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 not, we're not seeing ET where, we're, where we thought we'd see him. So we're starting to see, you know, AC can run with those guys. But, man, through, through the four motos, we got the two best guys. Neither one of them are American. So. Yeah, I'm I'm wondering if the, you know the the things we've seen will continue. Will you know will Sexton get up in there? We know he can. Uh, AC has already proven he can. He just needs to stay upright. Um, Tomac, who knows, man? I, you know, I hope they give him his works parts back. I'm kidding, um, but he certainly needs to be riding better than he has been. Uh, and then yeah, I mean, it just seems like all of the veterans have gotten off to a really rocky start. Osborne we covered. Muscan been struggling. So, you know, are we going to see 12? Yeah, exactly. Super Web. Are we going to see 12 rounds of that? Just this weird, strange series that nothing makes sense? I would say that's probably unlikely, uh, but I just don't know when it kind of circles back around. Uh, all right. Speaking of Web and, uh, and Tomac, Taylor, are you there? Hi, I'm here. Hi, Taylor. What's your question? Um, so, yes, along what you guys are already talking about, so we saw in Supercross how um, Cooper Webb came back from a large point deficit mm-hmm. and went by a lot with Kenny only having a couple bad races. So right now with Webb and Tomac being 30 to 40 points back with 20 motos left, is it the nature of um, two 30-minute motos on hot summer days a factor in charging a comeback from so far, or is it still really anybody's game? I, I think, Taylor, I think E.T., I don't know how he turns this around. When you go off Supercross and you go off last summer's thing, I don't see how Eli Tomac turns this around to me. I do think Webb gets better. Uh, he ripped off a Millville win a couple years ago. So I see Webb getting better. Uh, I don't see how Tomac turns this around. J.T., which one of those two guys do you think could get into the mix? I think I'm going to go Tomac just based off of history. I don't have any, any evidence of this year to prove anything like that. But I'm just looking at, you know, the last four or five years of his results. Uh, and, and I think he's going to get better where I think Webb will do a little better. But, man, we haven't seen Webb really show up for a motocross series in several years. Uh, you know, 2017 maybe would be the last time I really would say Webb was riding well outdoors. Uh, so, I'm an, I've been in this mode going into the season, and I'm still there. Just kind of wait and see on Webb until he shows me something outdoors. I'm just gonna I'm gonna continue with my thought process that his heart's not in it as much as Supercross. All right, Taylor, who break the tie for us? Uh, I say Webb. He says Tomac. What do you think? Um, I think Tomac. <laughs> ah, whatever, Taylor. Whatever. Taylor Smart. Um, all right. Thanks for calling. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, five is Alex. What's up, Alex? Hey, Steve. Thank you so much for taking my call. I appreciate it. No problem. Uh, so I have a question for you. Uh, between Alex Martin and Phil Nicoletti, what's more likely to happen this weekend? Do you think Phil will get a top ten or Alex will get a top five? Hard for Alex to get a top five. He broke his arm. Well, 
that would be difficult, wouldn't it? Yeah. I, I, JT, do you like Phil to beat Alex this weekend? Uh, well, they don't race the same class, so I do like Phil to win in every scenario, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Alex, uh, uh, Troll Train's out. He broke his arm at Lakewood. But he's, he's saying he might be back from Millville, which is know. surprising. For those of you who missed the show on Monday, yeah. that was pretty wild. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Thanks for the call, man. Thanks, Alex. Yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, I don't. I, I don't know how we can, but I mean, hey, once you plate a bone, like once you put a rod in or plate it, uh, you're 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 fine. Uh, you know, as far as like the strength of the bone, like you're good. So, uh, uh, yeah, crazy to think that he could do that. But hey, you never know. Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. Give us a call. We'll give away the FMF goggles. Did you get that, Marks? By the way. Yes, I did. Okay, I, I'm sorry. On top of it. Well, Tits, usually, well, you know, he really listens. He doesn't play mad skills, so. Well, I can do both. That's okay. a good thing about me. All right, fantastic. Thank you. Um. So, JT, I think uh, I think Ferrandis is for real for the rest of this year. I, I've been, been very impressed with him. I don't know if he wins a championship, but I, I like Dylan Ferrandis to keep this up. Obviously, his starts suck. They got to get a little better, but I, I like him to be in the mix. Yeah, I mean, he looks he looks really good. You know, the, I guess the only question is 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 this going to continue where he just doesn't make any mistakes? Because I guess the main difference with Supercross, he was riding incredibly well, also. He just wasn't able to make good on it most times. You know, the starts were bad or he's crashing or he's doing something that would impede results. And through four motos, he hasn't done any of that. Uh, So can he continue on just mistake-free and starts have been better and all those things are are working out? I don't know, but he's been damn impressive to this point. What do you think about about AP? Third in the series right now. Much better than I – I've expected all year, honestly. Um, you know, Supercross, he really kind of broke out when we went to Atlanta. And uh, then he kind of dipped back a little bit in Salt Lake. But uh, this is certainly the AP that many expected coming out of the 250 class. Uh, I, I was really never that excited about him going in straight, straight to winning or doing anything like that. I thought he would file in with a lot of guys, which you look at the talent depth in the 450 class, and that's a fair expectation but he seems to be rising to the top of that group now. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's a strange time to be transitioning teams, right? He's kind of just finding his stride. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, if you're an AP fan, things are w- definitely looking up for you. I don't know. We had him on the show. We asked him what his contract status. He said it's still up in the air. Well, I will go ahead and assume that it's not uh, based uh-huh. on what he's allowed to say. You'll have to uh, you have to take it up with him and, and cause him that's more fine. anger. Um, that's okay. Um, uh, you know more what? More anger. Yeah, he, well, he's already angry. At, he's already angry. Yeah, yeah, at. super angry. Um, you know what? Uh, yeah, super angry as as AP ever gets, right? Right. Um, yeah, you know what? I think you know he won the national championship. He was a national champion, and it's we almost don't really think about that a little bit because you know in that class, as you get older and as you mature and you're on a factory bike, you kind of you t- and, and as guys leaves, you you take that next step up and you win the championship and you know it, it it's almost or, ordained for some guys that they're going to do it, right? Eventually. Um so maybe we don't give him enough credit as an outdoor guy. That's what I was kind of saying to him at Lakewood like I don't maybe give him enough credit as an outdoor guy. I don't know why. I just haven't I haven't seen much, you know, since on, on the 450 outdoors. So I mean, maybe maybe we should. You know, I, I I just always kind of felt like he was a great rider, but there's there's a ton of great riders in that class, which is the problem. Yeah, 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 good point. Um, all right, let's get into uh, John. John, what's up, man? Hey, uh, is that the Southeast Regional? I know you're a big Rudders guy. Oh, huge. And uh, Mike Brown was killing it. Um, honestly... Dude, from what I've seen, a little bit of Nationals I've been to, the star guys might be in trouble if he jumped on one. Oh, uh, stop he's it. pretty sharp. Oh, stop it. He's 52 years old or something. Yeah, uh, I know. He's okay. almost 50. Mike Brown, Mike Brown right now would be like 10 to 15 on a 250 outdoor. All right. Well, what's uh, Styles and Julie running? Well, Jalit just got seventh. Seventh well, was pretty good. It's hard to beat that. Right. So, JT, but, where would Mike uh, Brown line up right now in a 250 national? At any, at like, if we were at Thunder Valley? Uh, sure. Or, or even southeast. Let's go southeast track. Yeah, I, I, I definitely don't have him in the top ten. Uh, I think, uh, I think the pace 
continues to get faster as much as we all don't want to think it does. Uh, when I ride, I'm like, man, these guys are, are going really, really fast. Um, the, the bikes have allowed guys to progress their, their skill sets pretty far. But I, that's not a fight against Mike Brown at 49 years old. Um, anything inside the top 20, I think, would be really, really impressive. Uh, and, and I think that would be tough. I think that would be difficult to do. Um, but, yeah, I'd, I'd maybe put him 15 to 20. Oh, you go a little bit further back. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. I just think it's it's easy to watch guys ride and be like, man, he, he would be right in there because remember how great they are. But I just from experience, those guys are going a yeah. lot faster than we give them credit for. 10 to 15, John. Mike Brown. That's where I got 10 to 15. Well, regardless, uh, Kiefer's in trouble. Uh, he's not. Kiefer yeah. didn't make the Loretta's. He hurt his knee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I heard that. But it, he, that oh. might be uh, – Fortunate. Listen, Mike Brown at Loretta Lynn's in the ruts and the in the dirt of Tennessee. Oh God, yeah, Kiefer's in trouble, anyways. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> that's that's his house. Yeah. So thanks for the call, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. We're still looking to give away a Formula CC helmet. Matt Black from the folks at Fly Racing. So give us a call seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven JT. Before we let you go, uh, give us your winners this weekend. That's a good question. Uh, I will go. I picked Jet on my column today. I've been a little curious to see if if the swing back east would help Justin Cooper at all. You know, he's from Long Island, and this track is going to be more familiar confines to to him. Not so much the track, but just kind of the dirt and the the vibe. I'll say. I'll stick with Jet. I guess vibe, so. Vibe. And, uh, right, you like that? And for fifty, man. Um, I think I'm going to go Ferranda still because I think the weather may be a little dicey, and I think this track favors him. I, I just don't know. I don't know what to do with Roxon. Like he's been so much better than I expected. Yeah, so much better. Yep. I should probably pick Roxon, but I feel like if I pick Ferranda, I'm not that far off anyway. Yeah, yeah, you'll be fine. Um, celebrity caller here, Kay Clayson. What's up, man? Bro, I love Mike Brown, but that dude's not in the top twenty. Oh, he is. Mike Brown's in the top twenty. Okay, would you put me in the top 20? Uh, I don't know. Because Mike. the last 10 times I've raced Mike Brown at Nationals in Canada, he didn't beat me at any of them. Okay, you'd be top 20 then. We're talking Mike Brown on a factory bike, though, too, right? That's what the caller was saying. I think, I think being on a Star 250 helps some. Yeah. I'm not as I'm not as big on this as Steve is, right? I think it's tougher than than people would assume it is. Uh, but I think on a fact, I didn't, device, I didn't send you the same the text. Point. I just sent Steve. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, hear I hear you. Kate says we're, I'm delusional. <laughs> I think I think saying he's going to be tense is probably delusional. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, let's bring another celebrity caller in. Justin Brayton, what's up? What's up, guys? Where's Bray- Where's Mike Brown right now on a star bike at 250 class outdoors? In your opinion. Uh, if he lined up this weekend, Mount Morris? Yeah. Um... He goes 14-12 for 12th overall. All right, there we go. There we go, Cade. 14-12, JB no, says. Um, not even a chance. Not even a on chance. A, on a star bike? Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, he's right in there. What do you guys think? I, think I don't ta- believe that's to be the case because I don't believe he could beat, like, Thrasher or Fry right now. That's what I think. Oh, uh, well, good, great bench racing. I say 10 to 15. Yeah. Um, all right, thank you, Cade. Thanks for calling in. Yes, sir. <laughs> Bye. Thanks, uh, Jason Thomas. Thanks, man. Appreciate the uh, the time today on the Fly Racing Moto Sixty Show. Thanks, buddy. See you guys. All right, see you, JB. Thanks for calling in, bud. Appreciate it. Thanks for coming on. Oh yeah, thanks for having me. No worries. Uh, high Point this weekend. What, where does it High Point rank for you on uh, national track scale? We know you love Millville. We know you love Red Bud. But what about High Point? I loved High Point. Yep. It was um, typically always the first East Coast round of the year. Growing up in Iowa, obviously rode a lot of ruts. The only thing about High Point that I didn't like was how much I checked the weather the whole week before. <laughs> I know, it, right? It was, it was typically going to – there was either a chance of rain or for sure it was going to rain. So, yeah. uh, But on a nice day, a dry day, I mean, that's, that's one of my favorite tracks. Yeah, it always seemed to me – I never rode it. It's one of the few national tracks I never rode in my life. And uh, – Man, it seemed like you were never straight. You were either going up, down, or off camber the whole time. A lot of off cambers for yeah. sure. And and angles are the biggest thing. So if a guy can get their angles right as far as like outside to in or inside to out, if you can get that good, 
it's like the whole day is just a breeze. But if you can't get it right from practice one, mm-hmm. it's like it's an uphill battle the whole way, and you're just trying to fight the angles, and you're going in the turn, you know, a foot or two too far left or too far right, and it sets you up not very good for the next section. And uh-huh. uh, So, yeah, the guys that can really have their angles right, I, I think will do really well. Uh, yeah, it's in, it's no coincidence that guys like Marv do really well here, I think, European exactly, guys, yeah. right? Um, yeah. You agree? Yeah, for sure, hundred um, percent. How's it going with you? What's been going on? You been riding at all? Have you done anything? Uh, yeah, good. So uh, we're back in Iowa for the summer. So yep. we've got a little summer house here. We'll be here for a couple months. And I actually have rode a couple times. We've got this OHV park in town that I take my kids to ride, and they've got a couple uh, kids tracks and and then a couple kind of bigger motocross tracks that I've been riding a little bit. Uh, but a lot of mountain biking. You'd be proud of that. Oh yeah, a lot of yep. a lot of cycling, a lot of mountain biking. Um, so yeah, just kind of enjoying family time. Nice. Are you uh, are you glued to the races, or do you watch them when you can? What what type of guy are you? Uh, I'm glued to them. I'm, yeah. I'm a huge fan, even <laughs> if I'm not racing, whether right. I'm injured or during the summer. I, I love it. Watch every qualifying session, and and uh, yeah, I I mark yeah. my Saturdays for hey. I'm not so, on kid duty from this time to this time. I'm watching the races. <laughs> well, I was going to say, so Paige is cool with that. She knows that that's your time to look at the, to- yeah, the live yeah, timing and cool. look at the screen and everything, right? Yeah, exactly. The, the biggest problem yeah. is that, that announcer guy, for me, for the outdoors, the announcer guy, he's just he's terrible. Oh, uh, He's been doing an amazing job. <laughs> of just course. incredible. <laughs> of course. Hey, he's just, just killing it. Hey, wait, this is a good question. We had this on our Monday Night Pulp Show. What's your USA MXDN team right now? If you had to pick, right now, yeah. Oh man, that, that's a good question. Right? I mean, two fifty, cl- well, two fifty class. You almost got to go with Coop, right? Uh huh. Justin Cooper. Yep. Uh, Four fifty. Wow, I, I would say Barsha jumps out at me. Okay. Because I, I think he loves those types of events and he thrives on that. Uh huh. Um, obviously, he's used to kind of the the European. You know, Marin, uh, I think she's from England, right? Or yep. UK, UK, yeah. That area. So I think he would enjoy going over there. Um, but, yeah, other than that, I mean, Plessinger, Sexton, AC, yeah. It it honestly comes down to who wants to do it. If somebody okay. really wants to go, yep. I think those guys are, are the same guys. Mm-hmm. If one team or the rider truly wants to go, yeah. then I think you got to pick that that team and rider. Yeah, it's it's we talked we discussed it uh, on Monday and like AP switching teams, right? So he's not going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, Eli and switching teams, he's not going to go. Kawasaki probably won't go anyways with um, with AC. You know, Kawasaki's Cow- not a fan of that event. So now you start looking, you're like, well, Cooper Webb, I mean, he's a bad dude, and he would love to get revenge on on Italy. What happened there? Um, and you can't ignore sex and speed. And Barsha's a great pick also. Barsha's always risen to the occasion and rode really well at those. So, yeah, it's might be kind of a wild-card team this year. Yeah, I would say Barsha and Sexton, just because I think Sexton would be really excited to go. I think Honda would support him. They've obviously got a great team over there with Geiser. I think they would work together. Uh, and then, yeah, like we said, Barsha would be right. excited as well, and, and he rises up at those events. Um, Kenny Roxon, three out of the four motos, uh, got the points lead. Kiefer said he was playing possum. Uh, Kenny's not happy about that at all. Uh, what's your thoughts on uh, your quasi-teammate, uh, Kenny Roxon? Um, you know, obviously talked to Ken a good bit and talked to him even preseason. There was no possum. I, I, I can be firsthand yeah. knowing and, and uh, a little bit of insider info. He was definitely not playing possum. There were some struggles there and, and – um, and what's cool about Ken is he would say that, right? He's been super transparent. It's just a lot of people haven't believed him because he's came out firing and he's came out really good and the bike's great and, and he's fit and ready to go. So, um, But, yeah, he was definitely off preseason. I think he's voiced that. And, and um, so I think it's been a surprise to, you know, not a surprise that he's winning, but in a way it kind of is because of how preseason was going. And um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I've been excited to see it's- him doing so well. And, Colorado was like, you know, talking to him on the phone after that. I said it, it honestly reminded me of like Millville in 16, yeah. that type of speed at the beginning of the races. That's, yeah. you know, we don't, that's generational speed to where it's like, we don't see that very often, you know, and, and uh, we got to appreciate it when we do. And then when he's feeling that good, it's, it's just amazing to watch. 
Having said that, I agree with that. His his it's amazing. It's a really cool story, and uh, you know we all like Ken. We, we'd like him to do well. I have more questions about Ken than I do Dylan. I, I like Dylan right now to be a guy the rest of the way. Um, I'm not saying he's going to win the championship, but I believe he's he's the real deal. He's got to fix his starts, obviously here and there. I just want to see Ken when we get to Redbud and Millville and these 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 hundred degree days. You know what I mean? And as the you know after this weekend we have a break, and then I think we have four in a row. Um, so I, I'm just I'm on the fence a little bit, JB, and I want to see how Kenny handles that week in and week out. Yeah, and I don't blame you. And I think Kenny would be the first to admit that. You know, he's week to week. He's going to show up, do the best he can, and some days that's going to be a one-one, and other days, if he's not feeling so good, we'll see what that result is. But also with Dylan, I, I agree with you. He's for real. He's, you know, we talk about starts all the time, and and he does have to fix his starts. But also, he's the one guy that came from the back. I mean, I think yeah. Colorado, he started outside of the top 10 or just just inside, maybe ninth or 10th, and he comes to the front. And, you know, he's uh, he's one of those guys that I think, like Mount Morris, yeah. I was talking about angles earlier, I think he'll be really good whether he starts good or not. And, you know, DV, I, does DV still coach him? Yeah. Still help him out? Yeah. Yeah, and DV's on record saying – you know, starts don't matter. You just need to figure out a way. <laughs> so maybe that's really instilled in Dylan, like, hey, you know, no matter what, if you get yeah. a 15th place start, you can still win. And it looks like he thinks that. So, um, yeah, after just these, these four motos, I've been really impressed with Dylan. Just for one, his fitness, yep. his bike looks good. He looks really aggressive. He looks like he believes that he should be there, yep. which is a big thing, you know, being a rookie. and. So yeah, it's it's been really fun to watch. I can say that. I mean, then you know you talk about the the veterans being pretty much eight, nine, ten. Uh, you've got a guy like Sexton who has tons of speed that will win races this year. So yep. it's sure fun to be a fan. I'm not worried about Sexton. I'm not worried about Adam uh, Cooper Webb. I think will get better as we go on. But I'm really worried about Tomac JB. I I always I always said this Lakewood was huge for him, and I cannot believe what I saw at Lakewood. Like I literally just sitting there watching this guy get blown by. Like he was holding dudes up, right? And then once they got him, they just gapped him. And it's his. It's not a track that he knows well, but it's his altitude, and you know, obviously home state. I I don't know. I don't think he turns it around, JB. I'm not saying he's going to go eleven ten. Like maybe you know he'll get sixths and fifths here or there or whatever. But dude, I don't know how he, Eli Tomac turns it around, and I can't believe I'm saying that. It has been strange for sure, and um, you know Eli starts weren't that bad in Colorado either. They were nope. they were good enough to to do something with, and then I'm, I forget which moto it was, but one of them he like over jumped the triple by you know two or three bike lengths, and he was trying really hard. He mm-hmm. just couldn't he just couldn't get it done. But you know he's a champion. Um, I do think well if we look at the past two winners, 2018 and 19, it was Eli Tomac at High Point. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, we all we tend to point to Marv or or um, even like Kenny for for high point because of the ruts and the technicality of it. But Eli's the the last time or the last two times we've been there, he's been the the overall winner. So I don't know. I still think he could show up and do go okay. one or something. Yep. I, I really okay. do. Yeah. I really do. Especially with this weekend off, it's it's pretty easy to reset. Um, and and yeah, you go home and you and you have a good week and you get a little confidence back and. You know, and even maybe not confidence on the motorcycle. You just have a good week with your family, and that's how easy it can turn around. I do think he's missing that that one percent that he shows up every weekend. Yeah. And he's the fastest guy. I do think he's whether he's lost that or other guys have stepped up. Also, he's let other guys, you know, know that he's human. Yeah, you know, where a guy like Sexton catches him now, it's like, oh yeah, oh, I probably yeah, that's Eli. I'm not going to pass him. I'm going to kind of follow him. Where now they're like. No, Eli just got tenth or whatever last week, and I'm I'm just going to pass him and pull away. So there is that part of it too. But I would not be surprised if if he wins the overall this weekend. Oh I just, wow, I wouldn't. I, yeah, I would I really be, wouldn't. I would be totally surprised with with the team switch coming, and everything's going on. And last summer's outdoors also. I, I'm just like, I think he's fallen off that tip of the spear that you need that one percent like you talked about there. I think he's fall. Now I'm not saying he's eleven ten bad. You know that type of yeah. stuff, but. I don't see how he goes from there to winning, but hey, uh, we'll see. I don't this see it every yeah. weekend. Right, but I do but see a weekend yeah. like say Mount Morris. He goes two one, and then you know a couple weeks later he might go eight six again or yep, something yep. like that. I just think that's where that one percent is. Where every weekend, sure. and that's what I respect most about these champions. And even thinking back to like RC, 
me being in not that position of winning titles, but knowing how hard it is to bring your A game every single weekend. Right. And I never understood how, like, Ricky or a guy like that could do it, or now Eli for so many years. It's so hard to do. I mean, if you think about a person with a normal job, you bring your very best every weekend. It's really, really tough. Right. So now I just think he slid off of that, but I'd, I wouldn't uh, be surprised if, like I said, he comes out and dominates a weekend here and there. Right. You know, uh, looking back at that, you're right. You saw Anderson – you saw Coop, they win the Supercross title, and they almost exhale for, for Nationals, right? And then you look back to Dunge and RV and Ricky, and they just brought it indoors and out all year long. You know it what I mean? Every, every yeah. weekend, every, single every series, week. it didn't matter, yeah. Yeah, uh, tough to do. Yeah, absolutely. Let's, uh, let's get to some calls here. Uh, Jonathan, what's up, man? What's your question? Yeah, question regarding um, would Rockstar – uh, Husky possibly call upon Mookie to fill in if Dino goes down, seeing how they have yeah, no other rider. And that's a good question. I don't think it would be Mookie. I think he's going there next year. But uh, JB Osborne's going to miss the rest of the series, and we know Anderson will be back in six to eight weeks. Would they put somebody on the bike? I got to think they would, huh, huh Brayton? I would think so. Typically, you know, they've all got different contracts, right? Whether Rockstar. I would think if they've got a three-man 450 team, I would think a contract would read something like they need two guys out there at all times, but, yep. but maybe not. Yeah. Um, but I think they would want two guys out there no matter what. I think they'd maybe give somebody a chance off the top of my head and nobody really comes to mind, but I would think they're looking at it. I would think so too. Thanks, Jonathan. Thanks for the call. Yep, thank you. Thanks. Uh, let's go to Tyler on two. Tyler, what's your question for uh, the great Justin Brayton? Tyler, are you there? All right. Tyler's not there. Uh, let's go. Oh, did you hear, JB? I don't know. I want to keep you up to date on this. We have a J-Mart question from Bill here. J-Mart's going to try to race this weekend. I don't know if you knew that. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, with, That's big news, huh? Yeah. He's not that far out of the championship, really. No, not really. Uh, Bill, what's your question? Hey, guys. Uh, yeah, I was just curious. Um, do you know the extent? Is it like a broken skateboard that he's? Trying to ride with? Yeah, I, I believe it is. I believe it's a cracked, a cracked uh, scaphoid, navicular-ish, right? Uh, he's 19 points down right now, um, and he's going to keep trying to race, JB. Yeah, that's interesting. You know, if he does come back, which it sounds like he is, he would know that it's good enough to go win, right? I wouldn't think it's so bad to where he can barely, you know, ride. So he must be feeling better than what we think because – um, after seeing Colorado, I thought he would be out for a significant amount of time. But that's cool. That's great for the series and great as fans. Right. Don't you feel, though, like, I mean, look, uh, uh, Mart's a, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a contender indoors and out and all of that. I get it. But, dude, you want to be good for Supercross. You've got a shoulder that's jacked up. You know, he's already told us his shoulder isn't good. He's got this wrist injury. Like, go get fixed and come back. I, he, he told me, Paula, I don't have a ride. But it's like, dude, you'll get a ride. You're Jeremy Martin, you know? Yeah, he'll, he'll get a ride, but... It it just must not be as bad as what we think, right? Because if it was bad, I'm I'm with you. You go get it fixed, and right. yeah, he already proved he can win. He's he's Jeremy Martin. He's what two time champ or whatever. He can still ride Supercross. Yeah, he's really good. But yeah, it just he must have got home, and you know how injuries can be. You yeah. sit around for a couple of days and ice it, and, <laughs> yeah. and you start therapy, and boom, you're you're back on the bike in a week, and, and thought you're going to be out for several weeks. Yeah, yeah. All right, thanks for the call, man. Thanks, Bill. Thanks. Yeah, ultimately that's it, right? We're not we're not in his body, and we don't know how he feels, and he must feel okay to go and pound through whoops for two thirty minute motos. Um, yeah. uh, Doctor Papa, what's up, man? Hey guys, how's it going? Good. Great talking to you, JP. Big fan of yours. Thank you. Uh, wanted wanted to ask about uh, JB about teammates, uh, specifically about Eli. You know how he's going supposedly to Yamaha, so he's going to switch from having AC into having Dylan as his teammate, so arguably the two most explosive guys that have moved on to the 450 class. So, JB, for experienced guys like like yourself that has everything figured out as far as technique-wise, training protocols, all that stuff, do you feel like it's more pressure to have teammates like that than having more of a veteran, you know, 5 to 10 guy like RV had with Weimer instead of having those younger kids that are super – 
uh, aggressive and hungry for wins and all of that stuff. What do you think? Yeah, I think there's a couple different ways we can answer that. But the first one is Eli and teammates. You know, Eli's so, I don't want to say closed off, but he's in Colorado, I'd say, 90% of the time. I don't think he truly, you know, vibes with his teammates or or they interact and they share settings and, and share lines like a lot of teams do. So I don't think Eli really cares, to be honest. I think he's trying to go out there and win. Whatever his teammate does, he does. He, he doesn't care. But if it was me and I was in his, his position, I actually would like having a younger guy to, to ride with. I think we looked at it or we've seen it with RV when he was training with Alden. They brought in Kenny to kind of push him and, and get that kind of young speed and, and to be pushed. So, um, But, yeah, I would say Eli's one of the few guys that, he just keeps to himself. He'll go in his bus and hang out between motos and be in Colorado, do his training. And I don't think there's much interaction there with the teammate. Yeah, Dr. Papa, did you listen to that AC pod I did about a month ago? I did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, I he said he sees, he you know, he says he sees he sees Eli's at the at the, at the autograph sessions. You know, that's that's how they work. They test on separate days, right? They, they have crew chiefs right. that they deal with. The old days of of, of teammates and talking and hanging out jb or those are those are over nowadays with the big dogs yeah do you think or do you know if in the times of rv and weimer for example if they bounced off ideas of each other a little more yeah they did yeah they for those sure guys they did, did yeah. yeah yep yeah they were good buddies and same with ken and i last year you know i don't think ken ever felt threatened by me at the races or anything so you know we shared settings all the time at, at one point i was on his shock and he was on my forks and you know, we did motos together all the time. We talked almost daily. So I think you have that. But then I think if you have two championship-level guys, I think there starts to get a little competitiveness there. And, and um, yeah. yeah, I don't think it works quite as well. I don't think Sexton and Kenny are buddies. I don't think they're, they're enemies or anything like that. But they're, I don't think, that, you know, they're not hanging out. So. Yeah, I don't yeah, think they're totally buddies. Yeah. Right? Thanks, Dr. Papa. Thanks, man. Thank you. All right, Tyler's back on two. Tyler has a uh, a mud question. Tyler, what's up, man? How's it going, y'all? Thanks for taking my call. No worries. Hey, man, so with the track being more like a GP-style track and rain in the forecast, do y'all see Max Anstey doing better or Aaron Plessinger? I see Plessinger doing better than Anstey, but Anstey will be no joke, JB, if it starts getting muddy. That's actually a great question because that track and if there is a little bit of rain in the forecast, Max may do really, really good. You yeah. know, he, didn't he get a podium last year, kind of in, in the mud and uh, um, yeah, uh, yeah Loretta's. 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 Yep. Second. Yeah, he got a podium in the moto, and I think of Matterly all the time, yep. MXON with him, and and that track's you know maybe not super similar, but as far as ruddy and those types of conditions. That's actually he, – he could be a sleeper where AP, you know, AP has been doing it. So he's – what is he, third in points? Yep, yep. He's been on the podium. So that really wouldn't surprise me if he went out and, and won a moto or, you know, got the overall where if uh, if Max came out and got a podium or even a top five, that would be pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, so there we go. Uh, hey, uh, JB, do you want to give Tyler – you said that was a good question. Do you want to give Tyler the Formula CC helmet? Let's do it. All right, Tyler, you you want a helmet? Hell yeah, man! I'm a big fly fan. That's all I wear. I, I just don't have the helmet. So, all right. Well, now you got right. a Formula CC matte black helmet. All right. Sweet, dude. Uh, That's stay, awesome. Stay on hold, uh, Travis. To get your information. All right. Sweet. All right. Uh, let's go to Jonathan. What's up, Jonathan? Hi. I was just wondering about any of the MCR guys filling in for Husky. You got Tickle, Bloss, and uh, uh, McElrath. I wasn't sure. Bloss is ready. Yeah, Bloss is ready to ride. I think he'd ride if somebody called him. Uh, Tickle is doing testing for Cowie. Uh, race okay. team stuff for Cowie and uh, Shane's back is still not right. Uh, oh, sure. Talking to him at Paula, I, I think he's still not right. Um, yeah. So JB, what do you think? Would I? I, I would look at Bloss for sure. Yeah, I would definitely yeah. look at Bloss. He, he's been on a Husky before. He's shown that. I mean, he's gotten some top fives in motos. You know. So, yep. uh I just don't know. You know how much he's been riding. I know he was injured there for a little bit, but. Yeah, I think if you gave him two or three weeks on the bike, I think he could perform pretty well. Yeah, yeah, uh, good question, Jonathan. Yeah, I'd I look at Bloss for sure. Thanks, man. Right, thanks, Steve. Justin Brayton here on the Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. Thank you to Pro Taper, Get, and Athena, FMF Vision, and Max's Tires, of course. We've got a couple more minutes left here with JB. Uh, are you planning on going to any races? Are you going to go to Millville and hang out, or what's the plan? Yeah, 
Yeah, definitely planning to go to Millville. It's just a three-hour drive from from our place in Iowa, so that'll be fun. I always look forward to to going there. And um, but other than that, that's that's probably it. I'll just be glued to the to the TV and paying attention to it. I, it's it's so fun to be to watch right now. I know we talk about it all the time how stacked it is, but it truly is. And, and I was you know a part of it in Supercross and. Yep. You just have no idea in either class who's going to win, so it's really fun to watch. It's completely nutty when you see Webb and Tomac and Marvin and Adam just 8, 9, 10, 11, and they look like they're trying and they can't do anything. It's it's a, a really it's crazy, yeah, yeah. And knowing how fast those guys are, right? Like for Webb to whole shot yep. and go to eighth or something, it's like you know he's a he's a past motocross champion, he's a two time Supercross champion, you know it, it's. And, and then he gets bashed. What's what's crazy about our sport is is you're here at a zero so quick, and it's such a bummer as, as a racer. It's like, you know, not long ago he was Supercross champ and could do no wrong, yeah. and now all of a sudden he's a he's an eighth place or yeah. seventh place outdoor guy. It's like, what's wrong, you know? And it's tough, but I see him getting better. You know, that Millville performance a couple of years ago yeah. was, was awesome, but. Yeah, I mean, we can't say he's getting bad starts or anything because he's starting up. No. Same with Marvin. These these young guys coming in with that speed, it's just it's changing the game. It really is. Yeah, absolutely. Do we know what you're doing for 2022 yet? Do we have anything uh, figured out? Uh, nothing concrete, but yep. um, yeah, looking to to come back and and um, yeah, I felt like I had a lot of speed this year in Supercross, maybe more than ever to be honest. Qualifying in the top five and uh-huh. the podium at the beginning of the year and. Uh, so yeah, still got uh, maybe another year left in me, and um, but yeah, nice. as far as details, um, I'll definitely be wearing fly racing, Steve. Oh well, good to hear. That's nice. Uh, <laughs> no matter what you do, you'll be fly racing. Uh, That's right, Taylor. You got a question about Ken Roxon? Yeah, uh, this might be for both of you or just JV. Um, is Kenny still working with the same mental coach that he alluded that he was working with during Supercross? And if so, what kind of mindset? switch or body switch can he do to you know just be stronger at the end of the season what do you think jb uh yeah he's he's still talking to him for sure um you know he's been working on himself a ton i think like i said he's really transparent about everything of what he's dealing with and what he's going through and you know i tell people all the time that you know it's not really you know he's a human being obviously and coming back from what he's came back from um is awesome it's it's you know we talk about it quite a bit just him and i like it's it's amazing but he's got this mindset and and everybody looks at him as as ken roxon and he should be winning and um so yeah there, there's tons of things that we all need to work on and should keep working on and, and he's no different he's a human being but um, we just hold him right. in such a high regard of who he is so uh, but he's for sure you know okay. continuing to work as hard as he can to be the best version of himself even right. after the injuries yeah, there you go. Thanks for the call, man. Oh, cool. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Uh, Rodney, what's happening? Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Hey, uh, quick question about the moto format at High Point. Um, traditionally, why do they run the 450s before the 250s? And then a follow-up question is, if they do do that this year, uh, what 250 rider do you feel like it gives the advantage to to have the rougher track? I don't believe they're doing it this year, um, but in the past they've done it for TV, right? So if NBC Sports has a slot for the open for live TV, they'll put the 450 class in the live TV spot because that has the premier riders, right, the stars of the sport per se. Okay. So, so it's always done for TV purposes, but I don't believe it's, it's they're doing it this year. Okay, awesome. Thank you. All right, thanks, man. Um, yeah, JB, did you, did you mind either one? Did you do 450s first sometimes? Yeah, I did 450s first quite a bit, and it would depend what track we were at. I would love it at some tracks, and yep. other tracks I wouldn't like it. Okay, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, like Southwick, it was great to go first. I, I loved showing up there <laughs> when, we were, when we were going first. But other tracks, you know, I like to go second. Um, but good question you had there, so that kind of goes to who would be better on a rougher track in the 250 class, and for some reason, Hunter stuck out to me. Yeah. Like, I just think it, the, the rougher the track, especially once we go east, the, the rougher they get. His style and, and his efficiency on the motorcycle is something else. It's really, really fun to watch. and um, So, yeah, I, I look forward to, to seeing him, especially once the tracks get a little bit rougher. Yeah, absolutely. Don't forget, he won a moto here at High Point in 19. He split True, with, yeah. with AC, I think it was. Um, yeah. So he could be somebody this weekend that we could really see uh, step up. So, um, mm-hmm. 
Uh, all right, JB. Thanks for the time, man, on the show. Always good to catch up with you. Great, great stuff. Great insight. Um, glad you're well and uh, and enjoy Iowa. Enjoy the new baby and all that stuff. So yeah, awesome. Thanks uh, for having me, and uh, yeah, bring your bring your bike to the mill, though. Let's pedal. Yeah, well, I, we talked about that on Monday, actually. Uh, Shane Schaefer said he would prep the track if I wanted to do like a pulp mix ride day at Millville, and if I could, work oh, really? it out, if I could work it out with John. So well, let me know. I got my motorcycle here, ready oh, to roll. That'd so. be that'd be great for because uh, Millville. Yeah. I mean, I might have you covered at Millville. I'm really good there. So Ooh, that, you know. wasn't that kind of your local yep, going up a little yep, bit? Yep, yeah. yep. So I've, I've raced there Ooh. quite a bit, JB. So I need to be on my game. It's been a while since I rode. Road that motocross track. Yeah, so. that's what I'm saying. You better better make sure you bring it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Awesome. Thank right. you, Steve. That's Justin Brayton, everybody. Uh, thanks for listening to the Fly Race and Moto 60 Show, presented by the folks at FMF Vision and Maxis and Pro Taper. And get an Athena. Marks? Yes. Really great job. You know, I mean, it ain't much, but it's honest work. Just uh, bringing it much better <laughs> than the other guy. Well, that's what we aim for. You know, so. It's not, not saying much, but hey. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. We'll see you in a couple weeks before uh, the next round. I believe it's Red Bud. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. I was born.